Hello, hello there. My name is Moyen with my co-host Corey. We are The Real Guys and this is The Real Show. And we are coming at you today with a very interesting episode indeed. As always, I'm accompanied by my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Uh, could you perhaps give us a, give us a, a little teaser, a little, a little description, a little synopsis, if you will, on the content of our episode today? Well, today, like we've done many times before, we are talking about a new Disney Plus series. Now, it's not mm-hmm. finished yet. It's just started with two episodes in. So we're going to kind of mm-hmm. give it a, a little overview, what we might expect to happen, what we might want to happen, and where we think the series might go. Yes. And what is that series? So today, we're talking about Moon Knight. Yes, the newest Marvel MCU series to debut on Disney Plus is Moon Knight. It's part of Phase 4 of the MCU. Correct. Uh, it's the first debuted on March 30th of this year, but not 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 very far away. Um, only about a week, uh, a week before, a week to the day actually. A week it's to the week day. To as the we day. record this, as we record a this, it's a, a week to the day on the debut of Moon Knight. Now, I only caught the first episode on Monday. Uh, I yep. caught about. I'm only uh, ten minutes away from finishing the second episode, yep. uh, of which I watched this today, and you saw the second episode this morning. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, when did you watch the first episode? Uh, this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> back to back. You did it. You did it. A double bill. Yeah. You had a double bill on Moon Knight. Well, your thoughts will be the freshest. Exactly. That's, exactly. So, That's why I did it. There you go. So why don't I turn to you, Corey? And I said, well, give us a little, give us your take. I know you're not the biggest uh, Marvel aficionado in the world. No, but surprisingly, I think Moon Knight might be the one that I can give the most, uh, the most thoughts to. Right, and why is that? Because, one, I quite like Moon Knight and know a lot about Moon Knight, but also, two, I'm a massive Egyptian mythology fan. Oh, there we go. So I can dive into that aspect of stuff as well. Oh, I quite like it, yes. I'm a big fan of Moon Knight in the comics as well. Yeah, exactly. So I know your guys like Iron Fist. You're a big, I'm a big Iron Fist fan. Big Iron Fist fan, um, yeah. I'm a big Moon Knight fan. I like I like a, a bit of Moon Knight so from the comics, so... I think we're I think we're in good stead to, to speak about this. Exactly. So let's get started. Some of the uh, some of the, the the technical stuff here. Um, yes, we've got a directing duo of uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Shout out to you guys. Um, and there's a lot of great uh, great actors, great cast in here as well. Um, we've got a. Uh, oh, first of all, I want to shout out to the uh, composer. Amazing music here. At True. Night, uh, True. With Hesham. Na- I hope I pronounced this correctly. Uh, Hesham Nazir, uh, who is a uh, apparently a very famous um, Egyptian composer. It fits. So he does. He, fits, he knows the music genre. Well, exactly. Of course, Kevin Feige's back on. Kevin Obviously. Feige's back on board. Luis Desposito's back on board. All the guys from, um, from all your favourite Marvel Disney Plus series are back on board for this. So I like the consistent team. A consistent team means a consistent work ethic. Well, yeah, I mean, it just helps. Just helps with the whole universe, doesn't it? You have yeah, the same people production, doing it. production standards is what you want. Exactly. Especially on a Marvel series. Well, yeah. So let's kick it off with some uh, a little divulging of plot. So mm. we kick off with uh, Oscar Isaac. Yes. As you may know him, Poe Dameron from Star Wars. Exactly. X-wing That's pilot. where I know him from. Extraordinary, exactly. X-wing pilot, extraordinary. Ex uh, Machina. What's uh, Ex Machina with uh, Donald Gleason? It's been a while. Oh, Oscar Isaac's also in there. Um, so yeah, I'm a big. I like a big Oscar Isaac. Uh, we start off playing Stephen Grant, who is uh, yes. works in a Egyptian section of a of a museum at the museum. I think it's a um, 
Oh, well, it's in London. It's the it's the it's, it's not the Natural History Museum. Sorry, it's the no. um, it's the art one. It's yes. <laughs> it's the art. Go on. Um, Go on. Uh, I'm nearly there. Go on. Any minute now. It's the gallery. I'm. I'm gonna. Is it? It's not the National Gallery, is it? It might just be called. No, it's that. not. It's the, no, it's not. Here we are. It's it's the UCL Art Museum. There we go. There we go. University College London. <laughs> that's the one. I've just found the building. I've remembered it from the show. Nice. I've just found the outside of the building. So there you go. Very nice. Yes, he works. He works in the UCL Art Museum in it London. Does. Um, in the Egyptian section. As gets repeated uh, a lot. It does, it does. He, he says, oh, I work in a gift shop. I work in a gift shop. Yes, Stephen, Stephen from the gift shop. Stephen from the gift shop. Stephen of the gift shop. Yes. What he says. Um, Stephen of the gift shop. He is a, he's a classic British cockney geezer. He is, which I ain't gonna he lie, is. I wasn't expecting him to lean like fully into it, but we have. I'm working in I'm working in the gift shop, bruv. I've, <laughs> this don't be happening. I'm turning to Moon Knight, mate. <laughs> it's it's very much heavy on the English slang. I wasn't I expecting it. Going to London. I go into I live on London, <laughs> you know, I go into the gift shop, mate. I work in museum, I'm Moon Knight, mate, you know, bruv. <laughs> That's how he sounds. Definitely. And that's how all British people talk, apparently. Yes. Yep, you, yep, we're... we're his boss that's, talks, that's what we sound like. His, his boss talks like that. Yes. The guy in the security gate talks like that. Yes. Everyone in, in England talks like that, apart from the, the cops that arrest him in the second episode. Uh, spoilers, yes. by the way. Maybe we should say that <laughs> this will contain spoilers for Moon Knight. It will contain spoilers for the first two episodes of Moon Knight. Yeah, the first episode of Moon Knight. So don't watch this if you haven't you seen haven't the first it. episode of Moon Knight. Yes. Um, or don't listen to this. Even yes, if you haven't listened to the first episode of Moon Knight, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Don't listen to this <laughs> if you haven't watched the first ep- two episodes of Moon Knight. There we Knight. go. But if you have, then you can listen away. So let's go on to um, from some of the events we have. Obviously, Stephen Grant. He's got yes. a sleeping problem. He does. What sort of problem does he have, Corey? Well, he you know, he seems to he, he wakes up and he's in random places. He doesn't know what's going on. Then he wakes up and he's got a, he's tied himself to his bed. You know, he can't, he, does, he doesn't want to, you don't want to go to sleep. Because mm-hmm. he just wakes up and it's a different day. Doesn't know what's happened. He's, yeah. got, he's, got, he's got a date at seven. And so, he, didn't, he had no idea. Wait a minute, who, who scheduled that date? Uh, I, don't, you know, I don't think it was Stephen. No, no. I also don't, I also don't, think, it was, I also don't yeah. think it was Scott, as they keep calling him. Yeah, yeah but with the, with the benefit of hindsight though, Corey... <laughs> Yes. Mark Mark Spector must Mark have scheduled Spector. that that date with yes, the woman. Which so why wasn't that woman going? Hey, why aren't you? <laughs> you're talking in a weird English accent now. I mean, and you called yourself Mark when we spoke, and you're not that. You know what? It's a good question. It's a good question because the only person who questions him is the woman that turns up later in the second episode. Layla, yeah. Yes. On the phone. <laughs> Everyone so, else. Just goes along with it. Just goes along with the fact he's he's a good old Stephen Grant, and he acts differently. And he acts differently. We Do you think now in the comic? Let's say you'll hear this phrase a lot in the comics. Yes. Um, Stephen Grant is a successful billionaire, it's like a Bruce Wayne type, right? Mm-hmm. 
and is sort of you know another identity of Moon Knights, right? Yes. Along with Mark Spector. Yes. And I think it's Jake Lockley who is like um. I believe you're correct. Yeah, who is sort of a teenager type, but like Peter Parker, Spider Man. Yes. So I don't think we'll get Jake Lockley in this. No. I think we'll just get Stephen Grant and uh uh Mark Spector, who they're doing very well so far. They are. So, I mean, it's the duality. Exactly. Is part of the show. It's the fact that Stephen Grant has this other identity that he doesn't know about. No. It's Mark Spector, who is this uh, spy, uh, spy mercenary, uh, hired killer type. Yes. And who's, who is also Moon Knight. He is an right. avatar for an Egyptian god called Koshnu. Yes. He is known as the left hand of Koshnu, Moon Knight. And he is there to wreak vengeance on those that, uh, those that hurt the innocent. Correct. Which I don't know much about Koshnu. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true to Egyptian mythology or not, mm-hmm. um, but I have looked up that Koshnu has stories of good and has stories of evil, so he's pretty interchangeable. Right, okay. So in that regard, it seems to be correct. Of maybe he's good, maybe he's bad. Who knows? Right. Uh, his his description of sort of, I think he only has limited depiction as sort of the crow-faced god. Yeah, there's a couple. Most of it, he's just a man, as far as I can see. Um, I think I think the other issue is is that because he looks like Ra or he looks like um, there's another bird one uh, Horus. Yeah, Horus. And so I think he's probably more depicted as a human because there's already two that kind of look similar. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Also, yeah, if you look up depictions of uh, Koshna, he does look relatively similar to uh, to yes. Horus. So he's just got a moon on his head. Yeah, it's got a moon on his head. Yeah, basically. Um, but there's not—he's not the only Egyptian god on the scene. He is, is he? not. Who else I mean, do we have? Well, you've got you've got Amit. Yep. Which you don't see a physical appearance of, but is around and has an avatar of herself. Yes. And you also kind of now this isn't as of yet confirmed, but they're at least yeah. alluding or like uh, putting it in there for a reference. The um, what's I can't remember the guy's name. What's the guy's name? Long hair. Oh, um, his name's Ar- his name is um, Arthur Harrow, I believe. That's it. He's played by Ethan Hawke. Yes, he is very much the kind of representation of Anubis in this series. Yes, but he's he's not. He's just a guy. But he has the mm. he has the role that Anubis would have in actual Egyptian mythology. Amit right. also, funny enough, isn't actually a god. Okay. Um, it's just a female kind of creature that works with the gods to devour spirits right and who, and who for those for those laymen among us such as myself who aren't really yes. versed on egyptian mythology yes um how is um dr arthur harrow in connection to uh, anubis a- anubis how are they sort of right okay so essentially anubis everyone knows god of death right right now, uh, Arthur has the scales, has a title on his arm, mm. and that's how he judges people with their souls. And he can apparently, you know, Amit sees into the future and sees what people can do. Anubis, that's what he does. He has a scale, he puts your heart, and if it weighs more than a feather, you're evil, essentially. Right. The bit where Am- Amit comes in is if you're deemed unworthy and mm. you can talk to Anubis and try and persuade him, if you're deemed unworthy, your heart gets eaten by Amit. And you're you're okay. doomed to a second death. So Amit is part of the scale situation, and Amit is part of the judgment. 
Right. But Amit's only role is to eat the hearts of people that are unworthy. It's Anubis that judges people. Okay. So that's kind of where he comes in. Very interesting. Yes. Um, we have a lot of talk of avatars in this. Yes. Um, not the blue people. From... No, that and got not... referenced in the first episode. And not the anime, which <laughs> no. is also a fun riff. I never thought we'd get an Avatar Last Air to reference. In... No, I didn't either. In any Marvel show, let alone Moon Knight, but there you go. Um, so we have we have uh, Dr. Ethan Harrow, who is played by Ethan Hawke again. Yes. Uh, we, we first inter- introduced him at the start of the first episode, where he's uh, yes. putting broken glass into his shoes. Exactly, because that's the his... thing people do. It is. Apparently that was his idea. Oh, okay. Apparently that was Ethan Hawke's idea. Ethan Hawke came to set one day, or with the design of his character, and said, I'd like to do this. And they just accepted it, and they 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 shot it and they did it. So no, it's a nice it's a nice detail of his character. He's supposed to be this sort of pope kind of religious, yeah, uh, Dalai Lama peace uh, peace man of peace kind of thing. Even though he's exactly. killing people with his with his death hands and yes, using his cane. Does his cane has crocodile heads on on the top? It does. His tattoo has crocodile heads on top as well. Does it? With scales of crocodile yeah. heads. Very interesting. It's good detail the... in this. Yeah, that's what, that's the mark of his like sect, his mark of his group that they all yeah. have the same tattoo of the scales. So, which is very famous Egyptian uh, Egyptian imagery there. But in the in the comics, correct, um, Arthur Harrow is is like a one time, two time villain. Right. Um, he's actually he's not very much. Um, he's not very featured very much. He's he's kind of like a Nazi officer who I mm-hmm. think tries to become Moon Knight. Right. Or something okay. like that. Who tries to do like like experiments on people, and he's one of the souls that sort of the, one of the first souls that sort of Moonlight takes and judges, right? Yeah. So he's a nice he's a nice event to pick out. There's a lot of Marvel's very good at picking from the comics and taking very obscure sort of enemies from people. Like we had Agatha Harkness from One Division yeah. as well. Um, the Phil. Oh, who was Hawk? Oh, no, it's not Hawkeye. Who was the villain in... Um, sorry, Loki had Kang, which not, yes. not a lot of people knew at the time. Um, and now we have Arthur Arrow here, who is the, sort of the antagonist of uh, this series. I remember it reminds me of... Do you remember in WandaVision, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the beekeeper with the bees? Yeah, the guy who, like, everyone wondered what, what actually happened to him. Yeah, yeah, people thought he was Swarm. Yeah. Do you remember that? Swarm, <laughs> yeah. the Spider-Man villain, who's the... Um, Sort of a Nazi scientist that turns himself into a bird of bees. <laughs> People thought yeah, that was swarm initially. Yeah, I that, thought that was yeah. ripe in the whole like loads of theories the Ma- and everything. The Mephisto. Sort exactly. Of, are you Mephisto? Is this is is Doctor Ethan or Doctor Arthur Harrow Mephisto? I was surprised that no one kept making. I think at this point, people have now realised that like, Mephisto is not happening. Yeah, I think people have realised that Mephisto isn't going to be a thing. So they don't think everyone's going to be Mephisto. <laughs> it's Koshnu Mephisto. No, I think if I'm it's Mephisto. Amit's clearly Mephisto, yeah. Amit is clearly Mephisto. But, but no, we have... Um, it's nice to see Ethan Hawke. I'm a big fan. Yes. Uh, I like Ethan Hawke and stuff, so it's good that he's... He's popping up in this. So, Academy Award nominated, Ethan Hawke. True. We've got Koshner as well, who's played by, uh, voiced by um, F. Murray Abraham, very, uh, yes. very very famous character actor. Um, I honestly thought it was Keith David. You know what? I don't blame you. Who was voicing Koshner. 
I thought it was Keith David. And initially, I didn't even think the the figure that appears as Koshnu, which is the sort of the crow-headed yeah. uh, sort of mummy figure, a mummy god. I initially thought that wasn't Koshnu. I just thought the voice was Koshnu. But then I realised, oh, wait, hold on, the voice is coming out of that thing. Who did you so think the figure was? I just thought the figure was some kind of obscure crow-headed villain from Marvel. Oh, oh okay, fair enough. Who who is who would be named subsequently and that I didn't know. That's fair. And then and then when I heard the voice that was obviously coming out of that thing when its mouth moves, I was like, yes. Oh wait, that must be Koshnu. Yeah. So that's who that is. Mm, that's who that is, yeah. But let's talk about Moon Knight himself, obviously. Yes. Um we get great action sequence, the whole action sequence in um wherever that was in the mountains in Sweden or where or somewhere. Yes. Where he's driving around in that ice cream truck and the in the in the cake truck and defeating those people in the car and he keeps blacking out. Every time he blacks yeah. out, he's like killed loads of people and so I mean, the, the moon night. The first episode keeps you in you in the first episode you don't see anything. You, no. you see you see you see Steven and that's it. Mm. The whole first episode is just constant black. You're riding with Steven, which I feel like is a, the great, the best place they could have gone, to be honest. Yes. It's not until the second episode, second episode. where you start to get more of Mark. Start to get more of Mark Spector. Yeah, yeah. And the worries when this show's in production, that, that especially when there was just sort of rumours of them starting off with Stephen Grant, they're like, oh, like we're not going to mm-hmm. get Mark Spector. And then I was like, oh, yes, we are. We're going to get in the sort of the unique way from the comics where it's where he switches between identities. So, yes. and the identities don't have very much knowledge of the others. So, but it's nice to see that they're keeping that flow from the comics and starting out with Stephen Grant was probably the best one to do. So. Yeah. Oh, it's because it, it, it puts us in his perspective because he doesn't know what's going on and we don't know what's going on. No, no. So we're sort of, we're seeing it through. It's the classic, it's the classic uh, screenwriting and classic film style <laughs> where, where you yeah. experience the world through the eyes of the protagonist. Yes. Like, I don't know, than... he's looking around, he's going, who's, the, who's this weird crow-faced man? He's going yeah. after me. I can't get up in the morning. I've got a fish for one. <laughs> I've got a fish for one flipper. All right, mate. You know, all right, governor. <laughs> Here we go again. Good morning to you, you know. <laughs> oh, I go down the apples and pears and they're all, oh, I've got my shed. You know? Yep. That's what, that's basically the first episode of Moon Knight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> basically. Yeah. What was the deal with the fish? Is that going to be explained? Uh, I assume that the fish is either a different fish and it ended up dying and Mark replaced it, or mm. there's some weird healing powers involved. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't sure either. I honestly thought that, that he put the scarab in the fish tank. Possibly. He was like, That's why he was looking to the fish tank, but then, oh, wait, hold on, the fish has two flippers now. It had one I, before. I also like how Stephen doesn't question why when he wakes up there's loads of sand around his bed. But I thought he put the sand there. He might have done. I don't know. I thought it was a thing. I thought the sand was... I initially thought the sand was salt... And I thought what? it was like a demon thing. Like, I you know thought, you've got rings of... I thought the sand was there because obviously Mark and uh, Koshinu and the whole Egyptian thing. Mm. So I, thought that's what, I, I just thought it was there to reference the fact that, you know, it, it, Mark was he died in an Egyptian thing. And it's, oh, I, I now work for an Egyptian god. I just thought it was there for that. Oh. I no thought, one questions I, the sand, really. No one questions the sand. I thought, I had two theories... Yeah, I thought a it was a, it was the a thing to ward off demons. Okay, because sometimes you have rings of what is it? Is it rings of salt. Rings of, it's rings of salt. Yeah, rings you of salt were, that you do anything to... salt. Put in the windows, throw it behind your back. Anything with salt. 
anything with salt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought it was because people that have seizures, okay, in the, people that have seizures in the night, if you like fall off your bed or whatever, it's softer. It's softer. You don't hurt yourself. Okay. So that's why they put the sand, or maybe thought, oh well, hold on, sand might be brittle. You might wisely not put like fluffy pillows I mean, around possibly. his bed. Because you have to assume that he's the one that locks his leg up every night. Yeah, locks it. He does. We see a sequence of him going to bed. And he's exactly. That's that's him. So maybe he is thinking that what we're forward, you know? Yeah. I need something soft. Sand. Sand. Yeah, maybe so. Um, oh, I don't Horse know. We gets might, we might toes. Get, yeah, we won't get any first of all. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets <laughs> everywhere. But um, apart from that, we yeah. have... Apart from that... We also have um, in this series uh, the new character of Layla, which has just joined us. It's uh, Mark Spector's wife, who's shown up in the second episode. Correct. Uh, she is. Um, she's originally not. Um, she's not Egyptian by by her um, ethnicity, but yes. uh, Egyptian actress uh, May Callumway was brought onto this at the uh, one of the directors. Um, uh, one of the director's choices. I feel like it's nice. It gets us into the world, you know. Yeah, exactly. It feels like she's a very welcome addition, and she plays a role very well. I'm very happy. I'm she does. To see more of her in the next few episodes. Exactly, exactly. She's and very, let's um... talk... What did you say? I was just going to mention the fact that she's also a... She is also a very good... What's the word? She... Because I, 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 I don't know if it's quite sure she believes that they're Mark and Stephen are two separate mm. people. But, no, not initially. She doesn't believe it. But she calls Stephen by Stephen as a way of at least helping him. While, yeah. Whereas Mark is calling Stephen Mark. Yeah, where he, needs, where he needs to change. He needs to change into... She's the calming voice of reason. Yes, to calm him. And we get the look at the Moon Knight suit, which is... Wow. Well, we get a look at both of them. We get a look at both of them. We get the, the sort of new modern Moon Knight suit, which is just called the suit. Yeah, which I think is essentially going to end up being that, that Stephen suit. Yeah, because Layla, Layla keeps saying, oh, we need to summon the suit. Yeah. Summon the suit. Initially, when he's falling down from the building, he changes in. He's just wearing, like, a white suit. with a Well, I like, how he just, I like how he also just shouts, suit. Suit, yeah. It's just, it's just... And then, then he puts on the suit, and there you go. But it wraps around him, and it's, yeah. oh, it's great. It's... And, and he, that's, he... that's the modern Moon Knight from the comics. Yes. That's the one that we have today. And he does the hero of... pose, and his hand hurts. Yeah. And then we get... The more classic, what's called the ceremonial armor of yes. uh, Koshnu with the sort of more classic Moon Knight suit. Yes. Where that's the sort of the sort of white Batman inspired. Pretty much. Um, yeah, well, well, Moon Knight was in many ways Marvel's answer to Batman. So it's even mentioned, if you even go onto Moon Knight's, uh, if, you want, if you want to Moon Knight's Wikipedia article, the character, not the, not the <laughs> show. Yes. Um, if you go to uh, the Moon Knight's Wikipedia article, as the, the fictional character Moon Knight and not uh, the actual show. Yes. You'll find um you'll find an article on there that says uh comparisons to Batman. Here we go. There you go. It says um Charlie Houston, writer of the two thousand six relaunch of Moon Knight, I think that's the one where he starts wearing the suit, um, attempted to answer the criticism that Moon Knight is an uh Earthstats Batman in an interview with the comics fan Remy Minnick. Minnick noted that the comparison is not baseless, as both Moon Knight and the Dark Knight are wealthy, normal humans who fight crime with detective skills, cover identities, skilled confidants, mm-hmm. and are equipped with high-tech gadgetry, personalised aircraft, and, and personalised throwing items. Yes. Right? Um, 
Likewise, Moon Knight briefly had a teenage would-be sidekick. Jusen accepted the two characters of similarities, went on to contrast them by noting particular differences in origins, motives, and personality. He said that Bruce Wayne fights crime to avenge the murder of his parents, whereas Moon Knight beats up wherever has it coming because he believes he is the avatar of the Egyptian god of vengeance, and it helps him to feel better about all the people he has killed when he was a mercenary. Yes. Thus, Batman is motivated by vengeance for a personal wrong against his parents, while Mark Spector is motivated by vengeance as a concept. Yes. Houston further notes that Bruce Wayne, Batman's alter ego, takes on other identities to merely aid in his investigation, while Moon Knight's three alters aid him as much in dealing with personal demons as fighting lawbreakers and had a person and had a further psychology tool by apparently causing dissonative identity disorder, which is what we see in the show. Yes. Um, thank you very much. There you go. All right, now you can uh, now you can take on a bit. Why don't you why don't you um brief us on uh, some of the events of the first and second episodes. Yeah, okay. So, first episode. You mentioned the whole thing in, in Sweden. I think that's what you said. Yep. And he wakes up, and he's, he doesn't know where he is, wakes up, but he goes behind him, there's a massive, like, castle with, like, guard perking at the window. Mm-hmm. And, essentially, at this point, he's on the run. He doesn't know where he is, doesn't know who the guys are, but he's on the run. He's been told, he's running off, and these people are mm-hmm. shooting at him, which, again, uh, people can't aim. The bad guys, no aim. <laughs> Can't aim. It's that. It's the. Uh, it's the South Park. Not sort of South Park. It's the Family Guy joke, where they're escaping out of Canada or whatever, and the border guards are chasing them, and they're and they're and they're firing everywhere, but but them. Yeah. And Peter Griffin says, um, "We're lucky, bad guys are such terrible shots," and they're shooting. They're firing behind them, going, "Man, these guys are elusive," <laughs> and they're just firing everywhere. But it's stormtrooper syndrome. They can't hit the. They set their guns to hit everything around the target, except the target. Yes. And continue. Um, so he's, he's in this town, he's on the run, and then essentially it's, it's revealed that here comes Arthur and everyone just stops. Yeah. And just starts staring at this man walking down the street. They want to try and grab his arm and, you know, mm. feel the clothes he's wearing. And it's revealed that at this point, here he is, and I'm who wants to be judged? Who was going to come up? And this guy comes up and he's judging. He's worthy and he's great and he's cool. And then this exactly older... about it. Exactly. And there comes this woman, and ob- obviously she's not going to get judged well, is she? Because mm. we need to know what happens if you're judged negatively. And she tries to plead with him, and he says, to, oh, I'm sure you're good now, but in the future maybe you'll do something wrong. And then essentially she just falls over and just mm. gone. It's You just kind of fall. And yeah. back, that's it, you're done. He, he touches your hands and you're, you're dead. Yes, you're done, you're gone. You're done, you're done, you're done you're for. Done. And at this point, it's revealed to Arthur, oh, there's a, there's a guy here who has a scarab, but he's still here. And so he, t- he speaks to the Egyptian now, to everyone. Yeah, we yeah <laughs> we, we don't realise that they're talking about Mark in this moment. Yes. mentioned that all oh, the mercenaries back, but they don't yes. know it's Stephen. And obviously, no. neither do we. No. We don't know it's um, Mark either. But anyway, no, that was a fun joke where he says the word and everyone, everyone kneels. Everyone him and he's standing there. That was a good, <laughs> that was a good joke. And we continue. So that, that's the first, and obviously that leads into the whole, he steals an ice cream truck, mm. keeps blacking out all the time, pops in and out, and occasionally you, you hear people talking, you hear mm. uh, Koshnu saying, oh, the dumb one's taken over again. Yeah. You hear Mark telling him to, to uh, give up the body, give him the body. Yeah. He wants to take control. He can, he can save us. There's parts where Stephen gets a gun and he throws a gun at the car. Yeah. And he's like, did he just throw the gun? And it's, that's the kind of first thing. And again, he wakes up somehow back oh. in London in his apartment. I don't know how 
it because it, it takes like what's like three days or something because because when he's like oh I've got a date today but it ends up being Sunday it's like three days late or something and so that's kind of the whole first episode and he goes back to work and oh who's at work oh it's Arthur's back at work and then I think the first time you get a real inkling of what's going on is Arthur's on like the intercom of the the, the, the museum right. And, Stephen thinks there's a dog. He's like, he oh, you, you can't bring pets into here, so he's trying to call it. And I think at one point Mark's having a go at him, but you could, I had subtitles on. So there's a couple of times I think when Mark talks, but he can't really yeah. hear it. And there's also a mention in the um, in the apartment where someone's calling out to him. Yes. Someone's saying Stephen. Stephen. Yes. He's looking around. There's no one there. And then you realise, oh, it's Mark saying this. It's yes. not. It's not Stephen. He's in the museum. He's being chased by. He's been chased by what we assume was a dog. Ivan thought maybe it's going to be Armit. It wasn't. It's a jackal. Yeah. Which is another kind of Anubis reference. That's what Anubis is. And then you, you see the first time he looks in the mirror and Mark starts talking to him. And right. telling him to, to give me control. I can save us. It's too late. There's a thing coming through the door. And he mm-hmm. does. And then you don't see what happens. You just see the jackal essentially being thrown through a door. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. But when it's later revealed, but no one else knows what's going on. And that Stephen, who gets fired, was running away from nothing. Because no one else can see it. Only he can see it. No one else sees it. And then he gets fired from work. Doesn't go on his date. And then ends up finding a phone. Because well, he drops his chocolates on the floor. Well, no, he, all of his days are screwing <laughs> up. He yeah. doesn't know what day it is. He thinks it's Saturday. he thinks it's Thursday. He's been gone for two days. Yes. And it's you know he comes back from his date, drops his chocolates, mm-hmm. finds out there's like marks on the floor, moves the table, finds a phone, finds that the phone has fifty contacts all named Layla except for one. Yes. Which I googled it. Uh, I forgot what the name was, but it's like a, it's like a psychic from the comics. Right. Okay. So I assume it's just like a little reference to a, another comic. Yeah, character. yeah. Um, and then ends up ends up ringing up Layla, who at this point still thinks it's Mark, mm-hmm. and is questioning everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then that's pretty much I think the end of the first episode. It is. And and it's a, a very, very, very interesting, very thought provoking first episode. Very good first episode. Oh, I like the first episode. It, the tone, the tone of this show is something to be really admired. Yes, I really like the tone. I like it's taking like a more psychological sort of horror vibe. We had a bit of it in One Division with sort of the freaky stuff, but we we get more of it here. And I'd yeah, really like, I'd really like these Marvel Marvel shows to sort of become genre pieces. I feel like they they sort of are. We had we had One Division as a bit of a slightly mm-hmm. more you know thrillery kind of sort of psychological mess with your head in the first yes. episode and then it became more of a standard um act then it's kind of more of a standard marvel actiony sci-fi affair mm-hmm. we had uh, Ca- uh, captain america sorry not captain falcon and winter soldier i'm always gonna yes. say captain america and winter soldier yes you are falcon and the winter soldier which was like another classic marvel affair but sort of more of a real world story and more of like a sort of an aftermath telling of what happens to bucky and sam after the passing of captain america right Yes. Then we had Loki, which was another, which was, which was almost like an Elseworlds kind of story of sort of you know what will happen to Loki after this previous version of Loki is apprehended by the sort of time cops, right? Mm-hmm. And then we see him d- deal with other Lokis and meet a female Loki. 
Thorin Elseworlds kind of story, the Dimension kind of story, which which was fun for while it lasted. Then we had, oh, I'm going to miss one. <laughs> was there one after Loki? Was Loki the last one we got? There wasn't, it wasn't, was it? Uh, no, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, oh, sorry, yeah. Hawkeye was, um, Hawkeye was like a family story, oh, right? Hawkeye, yeah. thank you for reminding me. Hawkeye was a family story on like how will Hawkeye deal with his parents, yeah. deal with his kids, and he's a parent now and stuff. Yes. And how will he deal with this girl who has like who has a dysfunctional family? This Kate Bishop, you know, how will he deal with them? And he's got to protect his family from the gangsters, got to protect his family from the kingpin, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is more down the horror route of all oh, it's this one man against this it, it, it this sort of cultist and this Egyptian god, and he's aided by this by his personality he never knew existed, who who has the help of this other Egyptian god. Yes. So they're all taking a different direction. They and are. In line with the character, and it's also in line with like a genre theme, and I really like that. I felt they should keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I'm happy about with this is that when I, when I said, oh, we're doing a Moon Knight series, I thought, <sighs> my one worry was that Moon Knight, if you look at the comics, Moonlight can get a bit dark. Yes. And can, can definitely not be sometimes uh, very pg mm. thankfully they're towing a nice line between more kind of darker tones but not too dark so it's still like mm. a disney thing but it's not like it's not pg it's not fun you know happy for all no, the time yeah. either. it's a nice balance between that which i'm glad because moon knight sometimes has to be a little bit on the darker side because it's moon knight of course it is mm. it's it's an egyptian and a mercenary i mean what do you expect yeah and I like I like that dark tone. It's befitting of Moon Knight. Yes. Um, it's also something that sort of you know makes you sit up and pay attention a bit more. You're like, oh, I like the direction. This is taking a bit of a new direction from any Marvel product because I feel like that's the way you make Marvel. Everyone says, everyone says, everyone's biggest criticism of Marvel is, oh, they're all the same film. Oh, it's always yes. a big grey villain. You're always fighting yourself, kind of thing. Mm. Oh, you're always fighting your own film. Oh, you always make quips. You always make jokes. Da 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 da. Right. I want Marvel pro- products. So we're in phase four. It's 2022. It's time to start breaking the mold a bit or breaking the mold a lot. Yeah. Cracking down the mold, kicking down the mold, breaking the glass, you know, breaking, breaking molds, kicking down doors. That's what we need. That's what Marvel needs to start doing. And I'm, it, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for the part in this where, you know, when Falcon went a soldier. Yeah. There's the part where um, U.S. agent, I'm going to call him U.S. agent. Oh, yeah, decapitates that guy with the shield. Yes. Right. I'm waiting for something on that level in this. Yeah, okay. Where, just it, where Moon Knight either gets too much and just, like, obliterates someone. Right. Even You're if there's one that... scene, if there's one scene, fine, but I'm waiting for it. You're waiting for that moment where the tone will shift. Yeah. And it will get much if, darker than it has If been. Falcon and Winter Soldier can do it, then Moon Knight surely can. He's, you know, decapitation America. It just... Yeah, completely takes that guy's head off with a shield, and you, know, exactly. and, you see, and you see not only the impact around him, but you see the impact on him as well. And it gets oh, that's oh, that's such a good scene. I need to rewatch that. That is such a it's good. It's a really good scene. It is a really good scene. I need to watch that. Not the win, not the we're violent people, but no, I'm just gonna but say it, that it, um, it's just it's just a good it's a good scene. It's unexpected as well. Unexpected, yeah, that's what we need. And it grabs you, it makes you step. You go, oh wow, oh oh yeah. no, kind of. It makes you it 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 tightens your tightens your chest. Exactly, and that's what we need in this in the in, in Marvel products especially. So, because people will accuse them of playing it safe. Exactly, people yeah. Accuse them of playing it too safely, playing it too 
too Disney-ish, you know. Well, obviously, you can you, you can never break free of that. Break free of that. But um, one thing you can do is you can push boundaries. You exactly. can push the boundaries. You can say, "Hey, how about this? How about the new Captain America ruins his entire reputation by decapitating a man with a shield?" You know. Yeah. How about Moon Knight impales a jackal on a, on a church spire? <laughs> yeah, kind true. Of thing. That's what. That's what sort of stuff we need to be seeing. True, he does do that. Mm. Does indeed. That's, you can see- oh, that's not as bad though, because no one, no one sees it. No one sees it, and it's also not a man. Exactly. If we impaled a man on a church spire, maybe we'd be talking different to we impaled a, a, an Egyptian beast on it. Maybe that's what will happen to Arthur. Maybe we'll get turned <laughs> on. I'd like to see it. Have you considered a real rating for the first episode? Yeah. I I think the first episode, as far as um, all of the other Marvel stuff we've done, mm. which I think for first episodes we've done... We should try and th- we, should, we should do a comparison. I'd be interested in the comparison between our first episodes, especially our ratings of them. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, definitely we did. Because I think I, I did it as a, a real uh, a, a, a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if we did it for any of us, if we've done first episodes or not, for strictly... Marvel stuff. Obviously, Bad Batch we did. Yeah. Um, but I reckon as far as first episodes go, this is probably one of the strongest ones we've had out of any of them. Well, I remember we did a Loki overview when the series was done. True. We did yes. a division one, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, we have a trend of sort of doing first episodes and then go, like, going back and... We did like a half season for Hawkeye, which we never finished. Um, oh, yeah. We did like a half season. We did everything but the finale. <laughs> but the finale was good. You don't need to... No questions on that. Yeah, but, yeah. We did a half season for Hawkeye, and we gave us our rating then. True. Um, but well, let's let's rate the opening episode, and then when the series is done, we'll come back and we'll do another one. Yes. And in I don't know how many episodes there is. Let me just. Uh... I think there's six. There's six. So we're nearly halfway. Right. We're we're a third of the way through. Okay. Yeah, set up for six episodes until until May the fourth, until Star Wars Day. There you go. So there we are, and I think we'll be in. We may be in Star Wars month at that time. I still plan on scheduling that, but we'll what see. we'll be doing, who knows? <laughs> Whatever we're doing, who knows? But we'll, but we will cover. We'll cover the ending of Moon Knight, of course. Yes. We will. So for now, our real rating for the first episode, I would say it's going to be strong. It's got to be. It is going to be strong. <sighs> or you know what? Nine. Why not? No, I was thinking exactly the same. I was going to go 8.5, but I'm pretty sure I gave Falcon Winter Soldier 8.5, so I'm going to go 9. Do you think it's better than Falcon Winter Soldier? Do you I think the first this, episode I, of that? I think this is probably the best first episode we've had. Oh. Out of any Marvel stuff, this is probably the strongest start. Mm. Hopefully, it stays that way and doesn't yes. tip off. Like Loki but, did. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't tip off like Loki did, um, or sort of change its style in the way that WandaVision has. Um, yeah. I feel like the strongest shows at the minute, if we will rank them... Mm-hmm. I, again, my rewriting is also nine. I concur. I concur, Corey. Okay, good. I'll give it a nine as well for the first episode. Um, but as far as as far as us ranking the shows go, yeah. I'd say that. Um, hmm. Well, I think Hawkeye was very strong. It was. Hawkeye, the the first half of Loki, apart from the last half, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first half of Loki. I'd say one division was also great. Captain America, sorry, like Falcon and, Win- <laughs> and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good. 
I enjoy it. I really enjoy that one. We'll see how... Do you think Moon Knight could be bumping for the best so far? If it stays on this level, yeah. Right. If it stays no. on this... It all depends. It's going to be the same as that or any of them. It all depends on what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. And how they, how they wrap it up. Yeah, it's going to be the main one. Was that a pun that you didn't mean to... No, I didn't mean to say that. He's wrapped up in bands with a Moon Knight suit. That's how he gets the suit on. It wraps that was, him. That was unintentional. Him. Okay. I'm sure it wasn't. Right. But for a for a weekly weekly wreck. Yes. This week, I was about to say weekly wreck, and that's not what that's... <laughs> I like Jonathan that. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was going to say um, uh, Daffy Duck. Okay. Duck. Oh, really? Yeah. Sure. So... Or the guy that the guy that tries to shoot Bugs Bunny. Oh, um Elmer Fudd. Elmer yes. Fudd. Elmer Fudd. I'm hunting Webbits. No, Winkley Weck. Right, okay. What is the weekly wreck, Corey, for this week? So I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend a short one. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Right. And it's kind of a channel, but I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend a specific video that fits with Moon Knight, and I'm gonna also kinda of recommend a specific thing for people to do. Um, so my recommendation comes from a channel called Mythology and Fiction Explained. Okay. You can see where this is going. Maybe uh, it's called uh, Amit the Devourer of Souls Egyptian Mythology. Ah. It's three minutes and it essentially outlines who and what Amit is. But also I just recommend looking up um, any Egyptian mythology. Just kind of get a, a base knowledge because I think that also with this is helping me enjoy it more because I know who these people mm. are. I know what they are, and I know how the Egyptian mythology ties in, which is great. I'm not saying that if you don't look it up, you're not going to have any idea what you're going on, because the show will explain it itself. Right, okay. But, getting that little extra knowledge, look, it's, it's mm-hmm. nice, it's helpful. You know? So that's what I'm going to recommend. Amit the Devourer of Souls from Mythology yeah. and Fiction Explained. I think, I have watched this, so I have seen it. Uh, I think it's pretty solid. It's three minutes, it's short. Watch mm-hmm. it. That's all you need to know about Amit. Cool. Okay. Um, you can go look at Con- uh, Connoisseur and all your other ones as well, Anubis, and mm-hmm. and any others that may or may not appear in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to give it a solid 8.5. Oh, close to the Moonlight rating, I see. For the specific video... And and for what it is, because it's nice and short and simple, um, and eight point five. But yeah, go go check out mythology and fiction explained. There's mm-hmm. many of the Egyptian people that will explain stuff for you. Okay. There's many other channels, but excellent. yeah. Just, yeah well, that is not? a good rating. I think that is a good rating, and that is a an excellent weekly rec. Very very apropos indeed. So before while we while we have a few a few extra yes. minutes, let's just um, discuss. Some of the things should be happening in, mm-hmm. in the real show future. We, of course, mentioned that uh, our themed month of May will be coming back. Yep. Um, of course, we have, a, we have everyone knows, everyone loves Star Wars month. Do you not love it? it it's great. The only part I don't love is figuring out what to do, because we keep, we keep saying, oh, we're running out of stuff to do, and we've got to keep finding stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we have, um, we have May. To, uh, to, I mean, we've got, we've got Kenobi starts in May. We have, yeah, starts on the twenty on the Friday, the twenty seventh. Exactly. It's like the last date, the last Friday of May. Um, we so, said there's a uh, Fallen Order trailer that comes out for yeah, two. We have that as well. Um, but for the rest of um, April, we're bringing yep. a variety of uh, of content. 
We'll be bringing you a variety of content, everything from uh, from pro wrestling to uh, to new films and TV. Uh, getting us get us in the run up to uh, one of the favourite times of the year, which is uh, which is uh, our Star Wars themed month of May. Everyone loves everyone loves the month of May. Corey, don't exactly. you love it? Um, I, I I said this in the um the Kenobi trailer. The fact that it's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna end up leaving it with knowledge that I <laughs> with knowledge that I didn't intend on knowing. There you go. That's well, isn't that you know what? That's what you want when you come to the real show, isn't it? Yes. When people listen into the real show, you leave with knowledge that you never thought you'd need or or have. It's like it's like last year when we did our top five background characters. I had to Google all of them and learn about all of them. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do more of that. We'll have five more background characters. We'll come with some top five. We'll come with some gameplay. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about um, some of our favorite shows and, and ships and events and everything. It's we love May. That's it's a true. Great month. I, I, I said yeah because what was it when we meant, was it on camera we mentioned about like droids and yeah droids um, um, other kind of various things like that. Yeah, our capital ships never aired either. Did so not air. We'll have to do true. that. But for for the real show today, that is all she wrote. So uh, it's a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.